name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Today we celebrate uh, two things. It is the Feast of St. Charles Borromeo, um, who was one of the leading figures of uh, what's come to be known as the, the Catholic Reformation. Um, I'll tell you more about him later. It's also the first Friday of the month. And so we uh, uh, had this uh, prayer to the Sacred Heart at the same time. And so as we begin our celebration, we take a moment of quiet reflection, prepare ourselves to meet our God in word and sacrament, offer God thanksgiving for his gifts, seek God's forgiveness for our sins. Lord Jesus, you came to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. Christ Jesus, you came to call sinners redemption. Christ have mercy. Lord Jesus, you plead for us at the right hand of your Father. Lord have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Let us pray. Preserve in the midst of your people, we ask, O Lord, the spirit with which you filled the Bishop St. Charles Borromeo, that your church may be constantly renewed, and by conforming herself to the likeness of Christ, may show his faith to the world who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Be seated, listen to the word of God. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord always. I shall say it again, rejoice. Your kindness should be known to all. The Lord is near. Have no anxiety at all, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, Whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. Then the God of peace will be with you. The word of the Lord. Thank you. In you, Lord, I have found my peace. In you, Lord, I have found my peace. O Lord, my heart is not proud, nor haughty my eyes. I busy myself with great things, nor, nor with things too sublime for me. In you, Lord, I have found my peace. Nay, rather, I have stilled and quieted my soul like a weaned child. Like a weaned child on his mother's lap, so is my soul within me. In you, O Lord, I have found my peace. O Israel, hope in the Lord, both now and forever. In you, O Lord, I have found my peace. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I give you a new commandment. 
Love one another as I have loved you. The Lord be with you. The reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. A hired man who is not a shepherd and whose sheep are not his own sees a wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf catches and scatters them. This is because he works for pay and has no concern for the sheep. I am the good shepherd and I know mine and mine know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father and I will lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. These also I must lead and they will hear my voice and there will be one flock, one shepherd. The gospel of the Lord. Some people we describe as being born with a silver spoon in their mouth. Uh, Charles Borromeo was born with a platinum spoon in his mouth. Um, uh, his father was uh, Count Giberto Borromeo, um, was a count in Northern Italy. Uh, his mother uh, was a Medici. And uh, you get no higher in Italian society than being a Medici uh, to this day. Uh, they're one of the most wealthiest and most powerful families in in Italy now, Lorenzo Medici even has a cooking show on the Food Channel, um, bringing you to one of their estates and uh, cooking from the farm table. <laughs> um, um, uh, and on his mom's side, there was his uncle, Angelo. Uh, others know him as Pope Pius IV. Um, so uh, young Charles, Carlo, uh, grew up in, in rarefied air. Uh, so much so that at the age of 12, uh, his uncle uh, gave him uh, an abbey. Um, not to tell the monks what to do, but to receive the income from their estates. Um, started him off with a good income then. Um, he had the finest of education. Um, at the age of 22, he completed his doctorate in theology. Uh, at which point his, uh, his uncle gave him a job. Uh, he became the chief diplomat of the Vatican. He was an ambassador. Uh, he governed all of uh, the church in all of Northern Italy, did all sorts of things that were um, attached to him and all kinds of incomes that went with it. Um, that sounds pretty good. It sounds even better when you realize he wasn't ordained a priest to the 26th. Um, he had all this before he became a priest. Uh, they ordained him a priest and a bishop at the same time, and then made him the, the Archbishop of Milan. Um, but he wasn't allowed to go to Milan, he had to stay in Rome and run all of these things that, uh, uh, that he had been given. Um, and this bothered him. Uh, he was born in 1538, so right around the time that the Council of Trent was started. And uh, uh, the council was uh, called in response to what happened 17 years before Carlo was born when Martin Luther nailed the 95 theses to the door of the cathedral in Regensburg um, and started what came to be known as the Protestant Reformation. The council was the church's response to this, um, uh, uh, this movement. 
um, and it was an opportunity to uh, renew itself. Um, uh, it dealt with a number of things, renewing the, the liturgy, um, uh, correcting some problems that uh, had been, the reformers had legitimate complaints and, uh, about many things. Um, and it, it went through several sessions. There were, were two sessions uh, had been completed. Um, and uh, Carlo, uh, Charles, um, saw that their work was unfinished. They'd done all this uh, deliberation and investigation and writing and hadn't finished their work. So he uh, pushed uh, the other bishops to, to gather once more in Trent for a third and final session. Uh, where they, they finished all this legislation and uh, renewed the liturgy um, uh, legislation on a number of things. Um, uh, and in the course of all this, his uncle died. Uh, Pius IV uh, went to God, um, and Pius V was elected. And Carlo uh, Charles went to Pius V and said, I'm Bishop of Milan, I haven't been there. You have to let me live there. And he said, sure. So he moved uh, from Rome, uh, Trent to Rome to, uh, to Milan um, and uh, established himself as, as an active archbishop there. Um, uh, he's the first Bishop of Milan to actually live in the diocese for 80, in 80 years. Um, been an 80-year stretch where they just had delegates running things while the bishop stayed in Rome. Uh, uh, Charles uh, went there and he, he took to heart everything that uh, the council had worked on, um, uh, implemented all of the changes in the liturgy, um, but especially went, uh, went for his clergy. Um, uh, it wasn't a great time for priests. Um, or especially diocesan priests. Order priests uh, had, had good formation, but diocesan priests uh, set their training consistent, especially what we call today hooked on phonics. Um, they, they learned to read the Latin prayers phonetically. They had no idea what they were reading. Uh, they never studied Latin, they studied phonics. And so they could read the mass um, uh, to celebrate it, but really didn't know what the prayers were saying. Um, he's changed that. He, he started demanding education of them and established uh, seminaries um, uh, for them. He uh, started all kinds of works for the poor, for the sick. Um, he visited every single parish uh, in the diocese um, and, and continued doing so uh, when an epidemic hit the city um, he hit every parish that where they were sick, um, going in and personally ministering to them. Um, uh, used his own, uh, his wealth and his family's uh, fortune to, to fund uh, these things, make sure that there was medicine and doctors and nurses and uh, in, in places where the sick could be uh, could be cared for. Um, uh, his model. Of, of uh, implementing the council became the model that the church spread to every diocese around the world. That uh, they were going to make the bring the council to life as a result of that. Um, it's a very active life uh, that he led, and it's even more remarkable 
when you realize that he died at the age of 46. Um, uh, he accomplished all these things uh, in a very short time. And uh, uh, not long after he died, uh, was recognized for uh, his holiness, was, was canonized um, uh, shortly after he died. Uh, but, uh, uh, he implemented that uh, almost single-handedly implemented the reforms in the church, uh, reforms that allowed it to flourish for the next 300 years until uh, there was a need, a need for another council, the first one in the Vatican. Um, so we, uh, we look to him today uh, uh, and celebrate uh, his love of, of uh, Christ's physical body and, and all that he did for it. gather our prayers and bring them before our God. We begin with a prayer for peace in our world, that the God send his spirit of peace to the minds and hearts of all men and women. This we pray to the Lord. Amen. We pray for the church and gratitude for God's word and God's sacraments, uh, for Charles and all the saints, we pray to the Lord. Amen. We pray for our nation, and especially with the uh, elections coming up in the next week, we have to God guide voters with his wisdom. We pray to the Lord. Pray um, uh, for our own ministry of uh, Catholic education, a ministry uh, begun uh, by the Holy Family, continuing through men like Charles and ongoing here at St. Francis. We pray to the Lord. We uh, pray for the defeat of Proposal 3. that uh, people may come to know the sanctity of human life and of the sanctity of the family. We pray to the Lord. We pray for all the faithful departed. Um, we have our, our book of, uh, of those, uh, the pages grow daily. Uh, um, so for all of those uh, who have gone before us, uh, we pray to the Lord. For your intention. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, hear our prayer. Loving God, we come before you, bringing you our hopes and desires. These you've given voice, others we hold silently in our hearts, but all of them we offer to your Son, Jesus, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you. It is the fruit of the earth, the work of human hands, that we come for us, the bread of life. And blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you. Fruit of the vine, the work of human hands, that will become our spiritual drink.
Pray, my sisters, brothers, my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, Almighty Father. Look, O Lord, upon the offering placed on your altar in commemoration of St. Charles, and grant by the power of this sacrifice that as you made him an attentive pastor, outstanding in the merits of his virtues, so you may make us abound in good fruit by our work. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, through your Son, Jesus our Lord. For raised up high on the cross, he gave himself up for us with a wonderful love and poured out blood and water from his pierced side, the wellspring of the church's sacrament. With that, one over to the open heart of the Savior, all might draw near water joyfully from the springs of salvation. And so with all the angels and saints, we praise you, as without end we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holy. Make holy therefore these gifts, we pray, by sending down your spirit upon them like the deep fall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord, Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks broke it, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, once more giving thanks. He gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all you drink from it. This is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, to be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Save us, Savior of the world, for by your cross and resurrection, you have set us free. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly, we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. And bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Jeffrey Arbership, and all the clergy. Remember all of our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your faith. Have mercy on all of us, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her husband, your blessed apostles, and glorious martyrs, St. Francis, St. Clair, St. Charles, and all the saints that please you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs with eternal life. And they praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. Savior's command informed by divine teaching, raise our voices in the prayer given to the church by Jesus himself. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days. By the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope in the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, on the faith of your church. Graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let's offer each other a greeting with that peace. Lamb of God, take away. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him, he takes away the sins of the world. Both of those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord. May the body and blood of Christ keep us safe for eternal life. Let us pray. May the sacred mysteries which we have partaken, O Lord, we pray, give us the, that determination which made St. Charles faithful in ministry and fervent in charity. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Charles, I think, was very strongly hit by our gospel today. But, um, he insisted that he be allowed to actually govern his province, uh, his, his diocese, um, uh, because he saw that uh, they needed a shepherd and he wanted to follow in the footsteps of Jesus as a good one. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you. In the Father and of the Son, the Holy Spirit. Our Mass is ended. Go in peace.